0: Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before. ...that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy... ...and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn-Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage... And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home... Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 9th of October. Good to have you aboard. Part of the Believe Podcast Network and everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Presented by our title sponsor, Anna Char and Levine. Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800 747 If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, hit and run, slip and fall, motorcycle, Hey, if you're dealing with a back injury from work, you were on the road, even in public, if you suffered long-term back pain through no fault of your own, Anna and Levine will help you pursue compensation. They are dedicated to providing the highest client support with no hidden fees or costs. Call Anna and Levine, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. We have Monday Night Football tonight. Packers and Raiders to wrap up season, a uh, season, week five of this NFL season. And of course, with football back, bet online your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds all through the college football playoff and then the Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the Bet Online website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code Believe B L E A V. Use our promo code BELIEVE, and you're going to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, a lot to get to here. Glad to have you aboard with us on a Monday as we get your week started. There is a lot happening. You got the Miami Heat beginning preseason tomorrow night. You got the Florida Panthers beginning regular season Thursday night. We got a lot of action from over the weekend, including a disaster at the University of Miami. And also a, a pretty ho-hum two-touchdown win for the Miami Dolphins. Now, first thing I want to mention, we'll, we'll get serious for a moment here. And then we'll keep this train moving. There's there's a, a very serious situation going on right now in Israel. Between Israel and the Palestinians. And th- this, you know... Most everyone, everyone, most everyone who listens to this show, you know I'm Jewish. So this is something, obviously, that we have our eye on. Something that is, something that everybody should have their eye on, but something that's obviously really important. And, and and, and you know, for, for Jewish people, for Jewish Americans, a very, it's a very weird situation because we're over here and they're over there. And, you know, see, you have a lot of feelings about what's going on. But while, while I I just wanted to address it really quickly and, and the fashion that I want to address it in is we have a lot of people who are Jewish who listen to the show because they know that I'm Jewish. So I represent, of course, but we're not going to do the whole, like, I'm not going to give a bunch of thoughts and a bunch of opinions about what's going other than like my opinion is I support Israel 1000% with everything that's going on right now. And, and Hamas, they are terrorists. I, I, I don't know any other way that you look at it. So you know, that opinion I, I will throw out there 1,000 percent behind Israel right now. But you, you know the way we do it with my show. We, we've always done it like this. You know, when I used to do the show with Amber, we you know we, we, it was during the course of, of a really divisive time in our country, still divisive, right? Politically, and we did a, a really, what I think, great job at, you know, toeing the line where, you know, you think you know what our political standings are. And, and I'm telling you, you don't. You know, we, we, we did a really good job of not really letting anyone know how we feel or where we stand. I, I, I thought we were able to play both sides of the fence pretty well on that one because it's super divisive. That's not what anyone wants to hear about when we're talking about sports. Like, I totally agree with that. I don't think anyone listening right now wants to hear about any of that kind of stuff. So that's generally my attitude when it comes to all the political stuff. I just don't think what's going on in Israel right now, like, it's, it's not political. It's terrorism. Te- like, terrorism's not political. Terrorism's terrorism. And, and, and they're animals up there, what they're doing, especially to these women. I advise you not to watch videos that are, like, I happened to catch a video earlier today and, like, I got upset with myself that I allowed myself to see the video. I, I, I was annoyed. Because I don't normally watch that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't like see. oh, you, gotta, you see the video, you see what I Like, no, I don't need to see it. I can read about it. That's that's good enough. I can imagine what it looks like. And I saw one of the videos this morning, and and I regret having seen it. But what they're doing to women over there... It's, yeah, it's, it's abhorrent. It's terrorism. It's not political. But the point that I wanted to make is, especially because we have a lot of Jewish people who listen to the show, because of me, because I represent, of course, I, I'm not getting into it other than telling you that I am 1000% behind Israel and everything Israel is doing right now to protect itself and everything that they will continue to do to protect themselves. I am 1,000% behind all of it. All right. So I just wanted to address that really quickly. I know you guys, you don't want to hear about all that stuff because we want to talk about the toy department and we want to talk about stupid sports. And that's why we're here. So that's what we're obviously going to do. All right. So let's start out with the Dolphins here. And yesterday, yesterday was a weird game because they they blow out the Giants. They blow out a team they're supposed to. They do exactly what they're supposed to do. Like, you look across the AFC East and you see Buffalo there. The Dolphins were handed a gift yesterday. By the way, of course, we're going to get to our NFL rundown for week five. Always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. We'll get to that coming up. But you, you look across the pond, as they like to say. And the Jaguars gifted the Dolphins a Buffalo Bills loss. The Bills... Did not do what they were supposed to, which is take care of a team they're supposed to beat. Now, the Jags aren't a bad team. The Jags are just totally average. Like, the Jaguars are... I think a lot of people thought the Jaguars were going to be good. They're not good. They're they're totally average. And they they really beat the shit out of the Bills. I mean, it was a five-point game, but they were up the whole game. They beat them up. And the Dolphins were granted a gift from the Jaguars yesterday. So now you got to take advantage. And and I told you this going into the game. Where you're going to find out a little bit about the Dolphins this weekend. Not just because they're coming off of an embarrassing blowout loss in Buffalo. But because if you are a championship contender. If you are a Super Bowl contending team. You know, my, I, I started to have major doubts about the Dallas Cowboys. And I certainly believe after last night that they're valid. Dallas was either 2 and 0 or 3 and 0 when they went to I think they were 2 and 0 at the time cuz now they're 3 and 2. They were 2 and 0 when they went to Arizona. And they lost 28-16. It's like you're not a championship contender if you 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 have a chance to go 3 and 0 and you lose by double figures at Arizona. You need to beat the shit out of the teams you're supposed to beat the shit out of. So, we were going to learn about the Dolphins a little bit This weekend, not just of how they respond to coming off of the game against Dallas, but we're going to learn about them. Do you do what you're supposed to do against a bad team? And they did exactly that. They were granted a gift with Buffalo losing. And now the Dolphins took care of their business and they are back in first place in the AFC East exactly where they belong. So from that perspective, yesterday was a good day. Now, there are things that obviously you didn't like. For one, one of the things that you did like, like I said, it was a weird game, a weird feeling to blow out a team and not really feel fulfilled at the end of the game. Like, the second half of the game, dragged. And I don't know when that game ended. Did you feel fulfilled? Just like, all right, good. Glad we're through that one by two touchdowns. Would have felt a lot better we, we know that the offense gave away 10 points. The pick six and, uh, you know, the next turnover, which led to the three points. The defense held them right there. They didn't get any yards. And the Dolphins held them to the field goal there. So the game would have felt so much, like the final score would have felt so much better. 31-6, which is what it should have been, as opposed to 31-16. But I think the biggest takeaway is you smoked a team, and felt unfulfilled at the very end of the game. And what I mean by that, of course, is the Dolphins are in a place now, the Dolphin fan is in a place now where you can blow a team out and not feel great about it. And that right there is a really good thing. I mean, think about what I just said. And think about where all we've, where we have come from as Dolphin fans. See, yesterday was a really good day for the Dolphins. I'm taking the glass half full approach. There are things you didn't like, for sure. Specifically, Tua. Now, that doesn't mean, when I say yesterday, when I tweet out yesterday that Tua's having a terrible game, I love Tua. I am a big time Tua guy. I have defended Tua since day number one, but if that means that I'm always going to sit here and tell you how amazing Tua is, no matter what, that doesn't make me some kind of great Dolphin fan, that doesn't make me some, some type of great Tua fan, it makes me an idiot, that's what that makes me, so I'm totally, I'm totally fine With being able to sit here, I am comfortable sitting here telling you, as a guy who loves Tua and absolutely believes in Tua and has seen more than enough out of Tua to know they're going to win a Super Bowl with Tua. But I could also sit here and tell you, he stunk yesterday. Stunk. And against a good team, they will lose with that type of performance. But that's another thing, right? Think about this. Think how far we have come. Two, the Dolphins won by two touchdowns yesterday. Tua was 22 of 30, which is an excellent percentage. He had 308 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and that was a terrible performance. That's how far we've come. 308, two touchdowns, two interceptions, win by double figures, bad performance. Yesterday was a good day for the Dolphins. It's a good day. That's a. I'm taking the glass-half-full approach, and so should you. But when Tua's not good, and they still blow a team out, Tua had big numbers. Hill had big numbers. Achan had big numbers. And you were unsatisfied with that game? That's a good day for the Dolphin fan. Think about that. So, and, and it's great, too, because I'm watching the game with my wife yesterday. And especially in the first half. Just everyone who touches the b- So many big plays. Everyone who touches the ball. Achip, Mostert. Waddle. Hill. Everyone who touches it. It's big play after big play. I mean, I guess we're going to get Chase Claypool out there next weekend. A really fast, big, physical wide receiver. I mean... It's kind of a nothing trade they made, but you're adding more talent. Everyone who touches the ball, it's just big play after big play. I kept every couple minutes, I say to my wife, here we go. Here we go. Like that's, that's the experience of watching Dolphin football now. And we were still, and I say we, because I don't know, I feel like maybe you felt the same way I did unfulfilled by the end of the game, but I feel like we're watching that game and yeah, it's, it's super exciting. You don't need me to tell you that. But my biggest takeaway from yesterday was that the Dolphins can have that type of game, score 31 points, and be sloppy offensively. And Tua to have a poor game by Tua's standards for sure, that was a really good sign. Now, yes, it's that giant team, when you're talking about the worst teams in the league, like I think of if I were to do the four worst teams in the league, it's Giant it's Giants, Panthers, Patriots, Broncos. Those are the four worst teams in the league, right? Easily. And the Giants might be the worst of the group. But there's also there's also part of it where the defense needs to get a little bit of confidence. And I think yesterday was a good confidence day for the defense because they know they only gave up six points. And they had a bunch of sacks. Well, they have seven sacks? They had a bunch of sacks. Wilkins finally showed up. Like, maybe the thing with Christian Wilkins is, because he's been MIA these first four games, maybe the thing with Christian Wilkins is, because he had the hold in in training camp and didn't play in preseason, maybe just needs to get his legs under him. He was awesome yesterday. Zach Sealer was awesome yesterday. And you were able to get Bradley Chubb even was getting in there. Emmanuel Ogba. So this defense needed a bit of a confidence boost. They needed a get right game. And hopefully you get Jalen Phillips back next week. And there's no reason you have Carolina at home next week. There is no reason you're not 5 and 1 going into Sunday night football again at the Philadelphia Eagles. Major, major test. And the Eagles showed me a lot yesterday too. Major, major test for the Dolphins coming up next week. But they're taking advantage. You got to continue taking advantage of the easy part of the schedule here. Because here's what you got going into the bye week. The Dolphins should be 5-1 and one after a- after Carolina next week. Then they are at Philadelphia Sunday Night Football. Then New England's here. Ha, Max Jones. He sucks balls. And then they are in Germany. Against Kansas City, and then they have the bye. And let me tell you something: Why can't the Dolphins beat the Chiefs? And especially, it's in Germany. I mean, it's it's neutral territory. Both teams are making that trip to, trip over there. Why can't the Dolphins? What have you seen from the Chiefs that would tell you that team's not beat that that team's unbeatable? I understand they won four in a row, but I mean they they barely snuck past the Vikings yesterday. They have not been impressive. They are not this offensive juggernaut they used to be. I, the question, can the Chiefs keep up with the Dolphins offensively? Dolphins can win that game against the Chiefs. So that's what you're looking at for the next few weeks until the bye. It's Carolina, at Philadelphia, Sunday Night Football, New England, and Kansas City in Germany. Those four games, at worst, you're 2-2. Two two. You're 6-3 and three going into the bye. Can you sneak one of those other games, either at Philadelphia or Kansas City in Germany, and be 7-2 and two going into the bye? I don't know. If you could sneak one of those games, be sick. But right now, you're coming off a game where Dolphins, do what you're supposed to do. No injuries yesterday. Toronto Armstead's going to be out for a few weeks. Hey, Kendall Lamb, excellent job filling in. Got a lot to feel good about if you're a Dolphin fan yesterday. But, man, just all over the field. And, by the way, for the defense, who needed kind of a get-right game, kind of a let's-feel-good-about-ourselves game, some of the sacks they had came at really opportune times. Like, in the first quarter, you had Christian Wilkins get the sack on third down. That led to the 55-yard field goal by the Giants, uh, which was no good. Yeah, uh, and then in the second quarter, the Giants, they got their first points of the game. They got the field goal. It was Zach Sealer getting the sack on Third down. So, the Dolphins were getting sacks. They were making plays in timely fashion. But, if we can go back to Tua for a moment here. And real quick. I obviously slept great last night. I've been getting the best sleep of my life for really like the last five, six months now. And you're probably saying to yourself, Zazlo, how's that happening? How are you getting such good sleep? The answer is actually really easy. Sheets and giggles. Guys, with Sheets and Giggles, you're going to get the best sleep that you've ever had. Plus, you're not going to have to figure, hey, I don't like my current bed sheets. Where are we going to shop? No, you're going to SheetsGiggles.com. It's so easy. It's right at your fingertips. I mean, if I'm telling you here that if you put the promo code ZASLOW into checkout, Z A S L W. We're already getting the best sleep of our life with irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets. Unique satin weave sheets and giggles. The sheets are not only soft, they're so breathable, they're cool, you're comfortable all night long. But you're getting 20% off when you use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W. Guys, what are you waiting for? Go to SheetsGiggles.com. And you'll become one of over 100,000 Americans just like the Zaslow family that are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. Remember, use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W at checkout. 20% off your first order. And right now, you got the annual fall sale going on right now. Discounts all over the place. You know my man Colin, he's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Super pleased with the Dolphin win yesterday. Super pumped about the Panthers starting up this week. Remember, he took me and my son to the Panthers Stanley Cup Final Game 3. What a night. Anyway, get the best sleep of your life with the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets ever. Sheets and Giggles. Use promo code Zazlo SheetsGiggles.com So, let's get to Tua here. Tua was bad yesterday, but that's a good thing. 22 for 30, 308 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he was bad. That's a bad day from Tua. The thing is, Tua is so accurate. Like, he throws the ball into a keyhole, but because he's so accurate, there are some passes sometimes that I can't believe he even tried it. And most of the time, it works because he's so accurate. Well, there were times yesterday that he was trying it, and it was a poor decision. Like, you're super accurate, but you can't make a throw that just isn't there. And that happened a couple of times yesterday. Now, those throws that were broken up were not necessarily the ones that I'm talking about, which were straight-up bad throws or bad decisions, and there were three that stood out to me in particular. Obviously, you have to pick six late in the first half. Which, he threw into triple coverage. And it was batted, and obviously returned 100 yards for the touchdown. Awful, awful decision. Then, of course, you had the second interception, where I don't even know what he was doing there. I mean, threw behind the receiver, right? It was an awful decision, and an awful pass. But also there was a third. Not an interception. But a third throw. Which also really stood out to me. It was the first drive of the game. And I just thought two had a really. I don't know if it was a lackadaisical effort yesterday. Or maybe he just wasn't seeing the field well. But the first touchdown pass he threw. To Jalen Waddell rolling out left. The play right before it where he had the receiver wide open in the back of the end zone. I don't remember who it was. And the ball was tipped away, and it was incomplete. He either didn't see that receiver, that 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 defender, or it was just a terrible throw. Because dude was wide open in the back of the end zone, and all Tua's got to do is put a little bit of air on it. Instead, he didn't. The ball's tipped away. Lucky it wasn't intercepted. I wonder if Tua even saw. That defender there. Because there were other plays where, especially the second interception, you wonder, did you even see that defender there? You threw it to triple coverage, what led to the pick six. Are you seeing the defenders yesterday? I did not think Tua saw the field wall yesterday. He He was bad. But he's so good that he could still have the day that he had. You know, a lot of quarterbacks, you have a bad day, You're 14 for 25, 120 yards, and an interception. His bad day is 22 for 30, 308 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 31 points, two touchdown victory. There you go. So, we're lucky in that regard. His bad day is still a good day overall. That's the point that I'm making yesterday, right? You know, and and I sent the tweet out where Tua has been terrible today. And then, you know, I, I get a little bit of pushback. and It's like, I'm not going to argue with you guys. I love Tua. He, he had a bad day yesterday. If you want to say it's a bad day for his standard, say it however you want. We're lucky that that was his bad day. We're, we're also lucky. We're lucky that his bad day looks like that. And we're lucky that the bad day came against the Giants. Right? Yeah. And next week, Carolina, get right against Carolina. Because Sunday Night Football at Philadelphia, yeah, different animal, man. Different animal. All right. So tonight, you got Week 5 wrapping up. It's Packers and Raiders. Not sure what the play is tonight. I played the Rams yesterday. Felt good about it. That was the only thing I did yesterday, obviously. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, let's do it here. Let's get to our Week 5 NFL Rundown. That's right. A lot of action around the National Football League, not just involved in the Miami Dolphins. And every Monday, our NFL rundown is brought to us by the only insurance agency I send you guys to. That's right, Brunt Insurance. I've had my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And that's because I know that I'm covered, top to bottom. I don't lay awake at night wondering, do I have the right coverage? And that's because when you get your insurance at Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204 Greg Brunt and his team fully licensed staff they're going to go over the entire policy with you from start to finish to make sure you know the ins and outs and you understand your coverage that's why I send you to Brunt Insurance because not only are you getting the most comprehensive coverage and care out there but you're getting it the most affordable rate now what if you're calling from outside South Florida yeah that's okay Brunt Insurance has offices all throughout the state, so you could be calling from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance, they have you covered. 954-589-2204. Maybe you're looking for affordable care and the best coverage on your car, your motorcycle, your boat. Yeah, Brunt Insurance has got you covered. Again, a fully licensed staff that's going to make sure that all the confusing options out there are crystal clear. 954-589-2204 again 954-589-2204 bruntinsurance.com let's get to our week five NFL rundown we start out Sunday morning you had the game in London the Jaguars two weeks in a row Jaguars and Bills they would do the Dolphins a huge solid and with the game still in doubt late you had the Jaguars they were ahead at this point 18 to 13, and Travis Etienne would put the game away. There's Etienne up the middle. Etienne is free. Etienne! Touchdown! 35 yards! Yeah, Travis Etienne, 26 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. He had four catches for 48 yards. Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 37, 315 yards. He also threw for a touchdown. Josh Allen, 27 for 40, 359 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. He also had four carries, 14 yards. He scored a touchdown, rushing step Diggs. Another big performance. Eight catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. But it was the Jaguars improving to three and two. With a 25-20 win over the Bills, the Bills dropped to three and two. The Dolphins now lead the AFC East, and they do the and the Jaguars do the Dolphins a huge, solid. The Indianapolis Colts, Indianapolis took on Tennessee, and they would get a huge performance from Zach Moss. Jonathan Taylor did make his debut. He had just six carries for 18 yards. He signed the huge new contract. They said they're going to be working him in, and clearly, look. They have big long-term plans for him. So they're going to work him in and make sure they do it right. But it was Zach Moss in the career day. 23 carries for 116, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Indianapolis would win 23-16. They are now 3-2. and two. The Titans dropped to two and three. DeAndre Hopkins for the Titans had eight, ca- eight catches for 140 yards. Here's the head coach Steakin, post game in the locker room for Indianapolis. Four quarter football game, right? We're going to take four quarters and defense get the fourth down. Huge, yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, and offensively, a 15 play drive to bleed that clock out, and then Julian you get the. Championship starting the division, right? We got one. We got another division game next week, right? So get your bodies right, get your minds right, because we're gonna go do that shit in Jacksonville next week. We Guy has stepped up big time now. Stepped up big time. He's done it twice now. Ten, break us down. Gang hey, gang. Let's go. Hey, you fight to the end, and you find a way. Hey, gang on three, one, two, three. Gang. Hey, gang. All right, so there you go. We keep things moving along here. The New Orleans Saints, you'll love to see this. The Patriots, they suck. Mac Jones is terrible. And Bill Belichick, all-time overrated coach. Now, again, I'm not sitting here telling you that Belichick isn't good. He's great. He's one of the best coaches ever. But he is also the most overrated coach of all time. This idea that he's the greatest of all time, it's not the greatest of all time. He's in that conversation with the other all-time great coaches, but without Tom Brady, Belichick's career is a dud. It's a massive dud, and this Patriot team is awful. They might be the worst team in the league. The Patriots dropped to 1-4 and after New Orleans' 34 nothing win. The Saints improved to 3-2. and Belichick now two weeks in a row, has suffered the worst loss of his career. That's right. Last week and this week, their 38-3 loss last week to the Cowboys. This week, 34-0 to the Saints. Derek Carr, ho-hum, 18 for 26, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara had 22 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. Mac Jones, I think is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Benched for the second consecutive game. 12 for 22, 110 yards, two interceptions. You know who doesn't look half bad now? Matt Patricia. Everyone busted on Matt Patricia last year, who did a terrible job, but much better than the job with Matt Jones that Bill O'Brien's doing this year. I mean, Matt Jones, Matt Patricia, he's feeling much better. About the season he had as the offensive coordinator with Mac Jones and the Patriots. Mac Jones fucking sucks. The Patriots fucking suck. I love to see it. And you know what else? Don Shula. Don Shula is still 29 wins ahead of Bill Belichick for all-time coaching wins. That record looks secure. Because Belichick, they are not going to win very many games this year. He is several seasons away from catching Be- uh, Shula now, with the looks of it. Do you believe Robert Kraft is going to allow Belichick to continue coach this team for three, four more years? He may not get through this season. Here's Bill Belichick post game. Slaves a uh, poor performance players. I'm just planning simply. we got to find a way to, you know, play and coach better than that. And so, let's go and do Start all over and uh, get back on a better track than we're on right now. I love it. I love it. So, the Patriots, they suck. They are 1-4. And, and, like, you know, these betting odds come out all the time. You know, first coach to be fired. They update every week. How could Belichick not be right at the very top? No, it doesn't mean he's going to. But... Who would be fired before Belichick? Oh, my God. Don't don't you want it so bad, want them to fire Belichick? Oh, my God. That would be so good. Best rivalry in the NFL, it's probably Steelers and Ravens. They played in Pittsburgh yesterday. The Steelers win 17-10. Both teams are now 3-2. Both teams at 3-2 sitting atop that AFC North. Steelers obviously with the tie break right now. Great win for Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, 18 for 32, 224 yards. Excuse me, and a touchdown. George Pickens, six catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson was 22 for 38. He had 236 yards and an interception. The Atlanta Falcons, a last-second field goal kick by Young Hoku, would win it over the Houston Texans, 21 to 19. Atlanta continues a fun little start to their season. They are three and two. Houston. They dropped to 2-3, but C.J. Stroud, once again, a nice performance out of the rookie. 20 for 35, 249 yards and two touchdowns. Desmond Ritter, he was 28 for 37. He had 329 yards and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown on the ground. There was a Kyle Pitts sighting. He had seven catches for 87 yards. The Detroit Lions continue to establish self. You know what? Considering what happened to Dallas last night, I think we know San Francisco and Philadelphia are 1 and 2 in the NFC. Detroit Lions are number 3. The Lions talk about doing what you're supposed to do. If you're a Super Bowl contender, you beat the shit out of the bad teams. And that's what the Lions did yesterday to the Carolina Panthers, 42 to 24. The Lions improved to 4 and 1. The Panthers are 0 and 5. Bryce Young struggles continue, 25 for 41, 247 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Jared Goff. Hey, is he an MVP candidate? 20 for 28, 236 yards, three touchdowns, a rushing touchdown as well. David Montgomery, 19 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen for Carolina had 11 catches and 107 yards, including a touchdown. But in the post-game locker room, here's Man Campbell. You know what I love when you guys indirectly tell your coach, coach, relax, we got it. We got it, all right? That's exactly what you guys did out there. You know what good teams do? They don't give a shit who they play, they don't care about the environment, who's playing for them, who's playing for us, what the records are. When you spell competition, you show up, and you guys just proved it again today. You did what you're supposed to do. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. That's what good teams do. Guys, that's Four. You just keep your attitude just like it is right now. And we'll go wherever we want to go, I promise you. I've seen too much of it. I've seen way too much ball as a player and a coach. Trust me, we'll be all right. We'll be just fine. Right, we got the right dudes in this room. We got the right dudes and the right coaches. All right, I got one game ball. Where's my game ball at? We'll get, we'll get into this in a couple of days, okay? But this guy, huh? hunger start, man. He's been here for years. a lot to me Um, this organization when they brought me in like it was to be a winner man and now we're doing that and it feels so good like I I feel the best I've ever felt in my career regardless of all the ball I played because man it just feels so good to be a part of something special so I appreciate all you guys On three. One, two, three. Lions. It's pretty impressive. I think the Lions are for real. And I also think I was dead wrong about Man Campbell. So Lions, four and one, man. All right, Cincinnati Bengals, who have been a disaster so far this year. Welcome back, Joe Burrow. Burrow, 36 for 46, 317 yards, three touchdowns and interception. All three of them went to Jamar Chase in their win over Arizona. There's the top. Off the play fake, Burrow, flush to the right, looking for the back of the end zone, Get it's out Chase out. again! His third touchdown catch of the day, and he sets a new Cincinnati single game record with his 14th catch, giving the Bengals a 30-20 to 20 lead. Look, Jamar Chase, he said it last week, he's always fucking open, he had a huge game. 15 catches, 192 yards. All three of those touchdown passes from Joe Burrow went to Jamar Chase. And the Bengals win 34-20 over Arizona. Cincinnati kind of saves their season for now. They are 2-3. Arizona drops to 1-4. The Philadelphia Eagles yesterday, they showed me a lot because while they were undefeated going into yesterday, they were close wins. They're not really killing anybody. There's a really solid team on both sides of the ball. But the Rams were up in this game. I think it was 14-10 at halftime, Rams. And it was all Eagles in the second half. And, and never they made sure that the Rams did not have a chance to get back in it. Jalen Hurts, 25 for 38, 303 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, you had 15 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown on the ground for Hurts. They did the tush push into the end zone. You know that. A.J. Brown, six catches for 127 yards. Cooper Cup made his season debut. Eight catches, 118 yards. The Eagles are 5-0. The Rams drop to 2-3. The New York Jets. Now, we were all looking forward to this game yesterday, right? Week five, after Sean Payton said everything he said about Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, he comes off like a real piece of shit, Sean Payton. It was a very, very low-rent move. And even though it was the New York Jets, because the Jets, the Jets, what they do every week is of no consequence. The Dolphins, the Dolphin fan, because the team stinks and they are not a factor. All right. Going into this game, I was rooting for the Jets. I was. I was rooting for the Jets because I want Sean Payton to lose. I want Sean Payton to look terrible. And he did. The Broncos dropped to one and four. They lose by double figures. They lose by double figures to the New York Jets. Russell Wilson had a chance late. The score was 24 21, under a minute to go. And the Jets' D would see the deal, seal the deal. Broncos need about 20 yards to make it a 60 yard attempt. Wilson left him the football! Rolling towards the sideline! Picked up by the Jets! It's Hall! And he goes! They may not have said so in public. You know the Jets were super pumped for this game. Nathaniel Hackett on the sidelines was super happy when the game ended. The other coaches, players were all going up to him. I felt good for Nathaniel Hackett. And again, I could feel, I could be happy that the Jets won that game because, again, they're of no consequence what they do with the Dolphins. They are not a factor. And then Robert Sala, I mean, come on, you have to like this, right? Robert Sala going up to Sean Payton after the game for the postgame handshake, shakes his hand and just says to him, be humble, and then walks away. That's a move right there. From Robert Solid. yeah, Sean Payton, he's he looks like an asshole. The Broncos might be the worst team in the NFL. They dropped to one and four. The Jets are two and three. Zach Wilson, 19 for 26, 109 yards and 199 yards and an interception. Brees Hall, 22 carries, 177 yards and a touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs, a 27-20 win over the Vikings. Patrick Mahomes was 31 of 41. 281 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, 10 catches, 67 yards and a touchdown. He left the game what looked to be an ankle injury. He would return. So a big sigh of leap there from the Chiefs fans. Kansas City improves to 4-1. Minnesota drops to 1-4. Sunday Night Football last night, we were all looking forward to a great game. We did not get one. San Francisco is just head and shoulders better than everybody it would appear. Brock Purdy, he had four touchdowns total. Three of them he threw to George Kittle. ...their body, not him. Jumped up and made the sack. After that, Coming, Coming out, Kittle! In empty space! Kittle, number two! Touchdown, San Francisco! Kittle had three catches, 67 yards. All three receptions were touchdowns. Brock Purdy, 17 for 24, 252 yards. He threw for four touchdowns. Dak Prescott... Uh, Dak's, like I think you could win with Dak, but he's not much better than average. He's not great. Prescott, four, not, like, not even close. Prescott, 14 for 24, 153 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions. San Francisco improves to 5-0 with a 42-10 win over the Cowboys. Dallas drops to 3-2, and that right there. Courtesy of Brent Insurance, 954-589-2204. Get your insurance at bruntinsurance.com. And that is our week five NFL rundown. As the week will conclude tonight with the Raiders and Packers. All right, there you go. Guys, you know the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0 is Johnny Cuba. That's how we enjoyed the Dolphin game yesterday. That's right, of course. We had a refreshing German lager in a can it was in my right hand. I'm there on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. I'm enjoying a Johnny Cuba while I'm watching the Dolphins take that giant's ass yesterday. If you don't have a Johnny Cuba in your home right now, what are you waiting for? You could pick up a six-pack of your own. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie By the way, this coming weekend, this Dolphin game this Sunday, 1 p.m. against Carolina— Got something fun going on involving Johnny Cuba. I'll give you guys more details in the coming day or two. But let's just put it this way. I'm going to be out there this Sunday. We're going to have Johnny Cuba for everybody. We're going to have a great time tailgating leading up to the Dolphins and Panthers. That is this weekend. again, I'll give you more info coming up. And that is going to be with my friends at Johnny Cuba. But again... Take a picture drinking your first Johnny, making your first pour. I love when you guys try it for the first time. You're like, Zazlo, it's so delicious. I'm like, of course, I know. You send me a picture or video, and then I put it up on my Instagram. Or, of course, I'm an influencer, so then you become famous, and everybody just makes so much money. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So, we've killed enough time waiting for it, Right. Obviously, we started with the Dolphins. Dolphins were not the biggest story of the weekend. We started with the good. The biggest story of the weekend was the Miami Hurricanes. The biggest story of the weekend was a struggle of a game for the Hurricanes. A game where it looked like they were to go down double figures in the fourth quarter, but they managed to stay in the game in a place where they could watch taking back the lead and look like The biggest story was going to be avoiding a disaster at home as a three-touchdown favorite to remain undefeated against a shitty Georgia Tech team who always gives the Canes trouble. But the biggest story ended up being a game and a moment that the Hurricane fan will now never, ever forget. So, (laughs) I'm watching the game Saturday, and I I was really tired. I was forcing myself to stay awake. I'm watching WWE Fastlane at the same time that I'm watching the Canes game. Fastlane ends. I put the Canes game on the big TV, and I was like, "All right, the game is the game's so close. Like I can't. I was so tired. I was fighting to stay awake. Obviously, glad I did. At this point, now I got kind of a second wind. At this point, you know, late in the game, and so I'm my eyes are wide open. All right, and we're watching the finish of the game. And they set up for third down with under a minute to go and Hasselbeck and West Durham, and they're going over the math. They're like, no, no, you don't even have to, you don't, you don't have to snap it. Well, you snap it one more time, you kneel it, and that's it. You don't have to do anything. It's going to be under 40 seconds. But they line up to hand the ball off. And, uh, you know, I'm not thinking very much of it. I, I mean, I am acknowledging where it's, it's weird that they're not kneeling on the ball, but okay, and they hand it off. And Cheney fumbles, and it's like it was it was like it was like a dream where you're thinking to yourself, all right, the worst case scenario is this and this, it's super unlikely. And then it happens. He actually does fumble. So he fumbles, they recover it, and I'm sitting up now on the couch, I'm like, huh. Alright. I mean, that's really stupid, but okay. And, and you know, the next thing you know, you get a big completion toward the middle of the field. They stop the clock. You get another one toward the side. And, you know, now now they can, I guess, throw a Hail Mary. It doesn't end up being a Hail Mary. Instead, Buddy is running down the middle of the field, wide open. And as that ball's in the air, like all the Canes fans, it's the same thoughts, like, holy shit. And he catches it, goes into the end zone. Game over. Season ruined. And I say season ruined because... You know, you you have such a great opportunity with the conference now not split up into divisions. And so a stupid conference loss to Georgia Tech, it ruins it for you because you look at the teams atop the AFC, top two are going to make the AFC title game. Louisville right now, they're undefeated. Florida State, obviously undefeated. And North Carolina undefeated. Like, yes, I understand. And Duke, too. Look, Duke's, Duke's a ranked team. And Duke's undefeated. Those are four teams, all of whom are ranked, all of whom have zero losses. You should have been with them. Now you have one loss. Now, you could take care of some of the business yourself, of course, because you're playing some of these teams. I mean, obviously, you're playing UNC coming up this weekend. You're playing Louisville later in the year. So you could handle a couple of these. Uh, and, And obviously, FSU. Now, you're not playing Duke, but... You're in a spot now where if you lose any of those games, now you got two losses in conference. It ruined the season, the loss on Saturday night. But, now I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Like, I'm not going to be able to say anything that you haven't heard yet. I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything revelatory about Mario Cristobal, who we all know now is a total meathead. I mean, he's a meathead. Amazing recruiter which is by far the most important thing, right? Because you hope with Cristobal that your talent is so above everybody else that it outweighs stupidity at the head coaching position. He's a meatball. I mean, it's what it is. You take the good with the bad. The good is incredible recruiter. The bad is total meatball. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you You know, I'm so devastated. I'm I'm not this. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not some diehard Canes fan. I love the Canes, but I'm not this diehard that lost sleep over it or that loses sleep over Canes losses. For me, the frustrating part was everything I just told you. Like it takes the steam out of you. Should be undefeated going into the game against Clemson in a couple weeks. Hell, UNC next week. FSU, isn't that what we're all thinking about? Man, can we get to November and Miami and FSU are both undefeated? Can you imagine how fun that would be? Not, can we go undefeated into the Georgia Tech game. It takes the steam out of, you know, from a business perspective. I want the Canes to be great. Like I had this conversation with Brian McFadden, right? Former Seminole, former Pittsburgh Steeler a couple weeks ago. Where it's like, look, it's best for business when the Canes are good. It doesn't matter that I went to UF. So even if I didn't grow up a huge Canes fan, it's best for business when the Canes are great. And it's best for business if the Canes can get to the ACC title game, which they won't now because of Mario Cristobal being a meatball. So I didn't lay awake at night, angry... I'm not this, I'm not that kind of Canes fan. But man, like, I woke up the next morning still struggling to comprehend what we watched, struggling to put together the right words to, to understand what happened. And the most frustrating part about it was obviously there's nothing you could do about it. It happened and it was so avoidable. And here's the thing. Like, I got a couple tweets where, what, you're not going to blame Cheney at all? No! I'm not going to blame Cheney at all. No. And you're not going to blame the officials at all? He was clearly down. Number one, I don't think he was clearly down. I think that when you look at the replay, and when his elbow hits the ground, you cannot see the ball. You do not know if the ball, he's already starting to rip, he, he, He hasn't started. He hasn't ripped the ball out until after his knee is down. Like it's not totally out. But did the ball start moving out before his knee went down? And you can't see it. I think he was probably down, but you absolutely cannot clearly see it. You can't. I I know you guys are gonna get mad with me saying that. I don't think he was clearly down. If I had to say one way or the other, my life depended on it. Was he down? Was he not down? Yeah, I think he was down. But I don't think it was clear. And they called it a fumble on the field. But I am not going to sit here and blame the officials, who were terrible all game long. I'm not going to sit here and blame the officials. That's how bad a meatball of a decision it was. The officials may have blown that call. Cheney, don't fumble the ball. And I don't hear anyone out there doing anything. But blaming Cristobal. You could easily point at the referees. You could easily point to Chaney. And nope. A hundred percent on Cristobal. And I don't want to hear about, they haven't, this is their M.O. Forget that it happened before with Oregon, which I didn't know or didn't remember or whatever. This is not their M.O. Go back to the finish of all these games. They don't do victory formation. They run out the clock. They're running the football. None of those games were one-score games. They were all blowouts. Get your kids some reps. Who the hell cares? It's not the same situation. I don't want to hear about how Cristobal hasn't done it at all this year. It doesn't matter. It's not the same. Those were blowouts. It's like, it was literally going up to that play there. It's as if someone said to Coach Cristobal, Hey coach, would you like the game to be over and win? Or would you like the game to not be over? And Coach Cristobal was like, yeah, you know what? I don't want the game to be over. That's like, that's literally what happened. It's crazy. But again, it's not like I'm going to be able to tell you anything at this point that you don't already know and that you haven't heard between now and Saturday night. But I don't want to hear blaming the officials. And I definitely don't want to hear blaming Chaney for fumbling. Shame on Mario Cristobal For putting Cheney in a position where if he makes a mistake, he's going to feel like he cost the team the game. No, he didn't. Mario Cristobal cost the team the game. And Mario Cristobal put that kid in a position where he is to feel now like he cost them the game. No, you didn't, kid. No, you didn't. Your coach did. Your coach failed you and your coach failed the team. I don't blame that kid for a second. And now, we always remember this game. We always remember this moment. We're always going to reference it. It was an all-time, forever awful moment. And by the way, that entire coaching staff they spent so much money there's not one person on the sideline saying hey coach do we want to kneel it nobody is saying anything to big bad mario cristobal nobody's saying maybe we should kneel it you know who did say something and good job out of him because you don't normally get this type of real serious criticism on a national broadcast and certainly not in the moment but excellent job out of tim hasselbeck who was on the call on, e- on ACC network with West Durham, and Hasselbeck was all over it. Listen to this when they were lining up for third down when they should have knelt on the ball. And here's Cheney, the straight ahead tackled, and the ball popped out. You gotta, you gotta read the clock. I mean, read the card. I mean, and to me, Georgia Tech has it with 26 seconds left. Kyle Kennard comes up with the fumble. You should not be running the football. I mean, it, it is. It, you should be taking a knee. As soon as you got that first down, they used that last time out. As long as you milk it all the way down, you don't need to be doing this. And you certainly don't need to be fighting for extra yards. He was all over. And that was before it ended in a disaster and ruined the Kane season. And now here, look, he, he continued on. And this is when the touchdown was scored. Singleton, the fastest of the receivers to the top of the screen. Here's King from the pocket. Flushed to his right with six. Five, gonna loop it downfield, and ball is caught. Touchdown, Georgia Tech, with one second to go in the ball game. Christian Leary hauls it in. <laughs> I am going to say it, it needs to be said, that's one of the biggest coaching mistakes at this level that I have ever seen in my lifetime. You should not be running the football. You run the football, it fumbles, and then you give up a score. That is devastating for a 4-0 Miami team to get their first loss of the season on a sequence like that. That's an excellent job at Hasselbeck. The right tone in the moment, pulling no punches, man. It was a national embarrassment for the Canes. And again, for me, it's so fresh. Oh, Zaza, you don't care about the Canes as much as I do. You're right. But I, I want the great story. I want the Canes to do well. And Criswell, being a meatball, took the story. Took a Canes team who could have, like, who knows how long they would have been undefeated. Could they have appeared in the A.C. title game? They definitely will not now. And Coach Criswell, being a meatball, took it from us. It's really frustrating. Tell you what's not frustrating. Getting yourself a brand new car. That's right. Everybody loves getting a new car. See, I'm already in a better mood now because I'm telling you about the great deals. You're going to find... When you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That's right. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru you walk in the showroom doors you're immediately greeted by a member of their friendly sales team who's going to navigate you in the right direction. They're going to ask you what you're looking for and you'll say hey I'm just looking for something smooth, something cool for myself to go to and from work or maybe you're looking for something big, a spacious Subaru SUV for your entire family. Whatever it is North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. That that's right, And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you always get more. Guaranteed most money for your trade and lifetime warranty included on all North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicles. Shop right now, wherever you are, it's at your fingertips. NFLsubaru.com, NFLsubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go nflsubaru.com, North, Fort Lauderdale, Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. First up, we do have baseball going on. Divisional playoffs started over the weekend. You had four game ones on Saturday, and you had two game twos in the American League yesterday. How about the Rangers? They take a 2-0 series lead over the 100-win Orioles. And it was Mitch Garver in the fifth inning with the grand slam to put the Rangers up 9-2. That ball is hit in the air to deep left field. Hayes going back at the wall. It's gone. It's a grand slam. Mitch Garver breaks it open for the Rangers, who have nine runs over the first three innings. Well, unfortunately, the fan got the atom ball. It was a 3-1 pitch with the bases loaded and not much room, obviously, to to wiggle. The Rangers would win the game 11-8, and that is a big deal because the Rangers can sweep the 100-win Orioles tomorrow as the series shifts to Arlington. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, the Twins they even their best-of-five AL Divisional Series with the Astros yesterday. A 6-2 win behind seven shutout innings from former Marlon Pablo Lopez. That's a big deal. Excellent job out of Pablo Lopez. He's a good guy. We like him. We're rooting for him. I'm rooting for the Twins as well. So that series shifts to Minnesota. Tied at a game apiece. That is tomorrow. And we have two National League Division Series Game 2s today. 607 and 907. Philadelphia at Atlanta. Uh, the, the Phillies are looking to go up 2-0. And same thing with the Diamondbacks. Looking to go up 2-0 at the Dodgers. Big deal or not a big deal? How about the Dolphins? Through five games, have the most yards from scrimmage in NFL history. 2,599 yards. What you couldn't get another yard? The most through five games in the history of the NFL. That's obviously a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, WWE Fastlane was this weekend. I'm going not a big deal. I thought it was a pretty average show. Didn't think it was anything special, nothing great, nothing crazy happened. Seth Rollins, really good main event. Last man standing, Seth Rollins. He defended the title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Feels like that rivalry is now over. That was the biggest deal from the show. But overall, WWE Fastlane, I'm going not a big deal. I do want to mention, though, tonight, probably around 6 o'clock, we're going to live stream another edition of It's Still Real to Me. That's my wrestling podcast. So tonight, live stream around 6 p.m. Make sure you're signed up for the alerts on the YouTube page. Uh, I'm pretty sure the alert goes out for YouTube subscribers. It'll go out on Twitter and, and I think on Facebook, too. So make sure you check in. You can interact, questions, comments, the whole deal. And you get to watch us do the show live. So we're going to do a fast Fastlane uh, reaction show tonight. It's still real to me. That's tonight. Make sure you check that out. And that right there is another edition. A big deal or not a big deal. All right. So tonight, you got It's Still Real to Me. I hope you guys are watching. We have WWE Monday Night Raw. We have Monday Night Football, Packers and Raiders. All right. So things are happening. Things are happening. And then we'll wake up tomorrow. And it's gonna be a Miami Heat preseason game day. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. Tell all your friends about the show. I appreciate you guys. I love you long time. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online. And of course, thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. Can't do can't do it without all your help behind the scenes. You guys are fantastic. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that.